this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's Ears Up In-Depth, everybody's favorite show on the Ears Up Podcast Network. <laughs> My name is Jason. I'm joined with uh, Jeremy. I'm joined by Jeremy. I'm also joined with Jeremy, I think, in solidarity for a number of topics, but uh, mainly drinking. Well, definitely drinking. But I've switched to tea. I had my wine and I'm on tea now because I right. wanted to do you. You know, I feel like it's respectful to you that I don't be so tipsy for the show <laughs> meanwhile i've just vomited twice so i'm ready to go did you really no, <laughs> no. This well, is, i know you were a little, i know you were a little under the weather so I, I was worried about that's you. right i was i've been a little under the weather as a result this beer that i've had uh, that i'm having currently with this whiskey back um is the first alcohol like eh, you know loosely in like since last monday so in about eight days wow did you uh, did you yeah. slender down from all those carbs gone away? I don't know. My uh, scale is broken, <laughs> so I just didn't even I didn't even uh, check. But yeah, your boy wasn't feeling well, but uh, you know I feel like I'm I'm back at it. You know I had like half a beer in total on Wednesday when I really started to not feel good and. Uh, you right. know, when you're still soldiering through, you think you might not be sick. You're like, I know yeah. I can finish this. Right. And so I'm giving Alice a bath because Taryn wasn't feeling well. And um, I'm, I'm like drinking half this beer. and I'm starting to like get the clammy sweats, you know, and I'm like, oh, oh this is uncomfortable. I don't want and like nothing sounds good. And sometimes I'm such a creature of habit where sometimes uh, I don't want a beer, but I'll have a beer because it tastes good and I have it in my fridge, and that's just kind of what I do. Not that I drink a whole bunch, because you know maybe I'll have two beers when I when I have a, right. when I have beers at home. It's not a whole lot, but I'm starting to realize in the past six months that I don't need to have a, a drink if I don't want it. Like I should only have one if I want it, not if it just sounds good. Because I think right. that's a healthier way to go. Look, I'm 42. I'm not 24 yeah. anymore, you know what I mean? So right. when I was 24, that's a whole different story. You could have beer, and it, you, it's in your fridge, and it's sort of new and fresh. And like this, I can have beer anytime I want right now. Uh, but now that novelty sort of worn off, and it's uh, sort of more habit, really, than anything. So it's, it's nice to take a break. The scariest thing that I can imagine is being sick and having to take care of a child. It's not fun. Um, thankfully, Taryn and I have never been sick at the same time where we need to, um, like go nap or, you know, we're not laying, sweating on our deathbeds while Alice is running around in circles, pouring milk everywhere. Right. I, but that's, yeah. that's my fear. I, when I'm, when I'm sick, clearly it's the worst thing in the world. Oh and yeah. All attention must be on me. And I can't imagine having to be like, oh. Let me take you over here now. Like, no, there's nothing like that. Well, imagine being married to you. 
and having to take care of you because I'm the same way. And I feel like men are more babies when they get sick than women are. Yes. And I don't know why. I think maybe, well, in my case, I'm, I just need a break from being so masculine that I think that's what it is. <laughs> I'm joking. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's that's truly <laughs> what it is. But you know what I mean? It's like, because I'm the same way. I'm a, I'm a big baby. I'm an absolute maniac baby child baby when I'm sick. It's like, okay, I have my certain sick foods and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go upstairs and, and sleep. And Taryn's like, yeah, I had the same thing you had. And I went to like you know, work half the day. And then now I'm like bathing the kid and she's way better at being sick than I am. Yeah. They soldier through. I, um, I don't go to work, but like if I've got the sniffles, I'm like, nah, I'm out. Well, I appreciate that. And, you know, in this day and age, especially with the coronavirus going around, not that we're going to talk too much about it, but I, I wonder if that is sort of going to refocus the conversation on sick time. Because the flu, you know, they say it does kill more people than the coronavirus, but the coronavirus moves through people faster and is more devastating. Like the, it bonds better with uh, with ourselves than like bird flu did, right? And normal flu, nor, the normal other coronaviruses. So I wonder, you know, it, it, the, the highlight of of hygiene, especially at home, but but more importantly at work, where you can infect other people. I would love to see this turn into a conversation where companies go, hey, you know, I know I only give you three sick days a month, but if you have the flu or if you're coming down with the flu, stay home and those will be covered. Like your sick days should be for like going to the doctor's office or, you know, are you whatever, right? But if or you have the hangovers. Yeah, right, exactly. But if, you, if you're staying away from work and you can still work from home, but you're staying away because you don't want to infect anybody else, you should not be getting deemed for those sick days. Well, no, if, you, if you're working, that's – you're doing – you're right. working. Like that shouldn't – it doesn't matter where you're doing it from. But a lot of people uh, – a lot of companies – Whether it's coronavirus or strep throat, I don't want yeah. it. Stay away from me. Right. Well, and a lot of companies won't let people work from home. And I, I don't understand why, first of all. In 50 years, I, I bet a lot of these tech companies – well, maybe not 50, but 25 because what's going to be around at 50? Um, you're not going to have offices. Just work from home. Right. Be working from home. Right. It's easy. I mean, it's hard, but it's also easy. Well, if you're the Splash Mountain ride operator, you weren't working from home. I don't understand it. I don't get it. The you Splash can't Mountain do that ride job. Oh, right. Right, right. Well, you know what I mean, right? Yeah, you can't work at McDonald's or pump gas or whatever. Right. Well, you know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But you and I could probably work from home. I do work from home, but you could probably work from home. Taryn could definitely easily work from home. Yeah. I could do it a fair amount. Not yeah. every day. See, there you go. But you can take VR meetings and whatever. Anyway, Ooh, I love a VR meeting. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, anyway, everybody, just make sure that you're washing your hands thoroughly. Uh, make sure you're lathering for twenty seconds. You say the happy birthday song twice. You'll be fine. Cough in your elbow. You'll be fine. Don't buy masks. Don't panic about that. You buy a mask if you're sick. Use masks to protect other people, not the other way around. Everything will be fine. Hopefully, today on the subway. The guy next to me was wearing a mask and Lysoled his seat before he sat down. I'm not even making it up. <laughs> See, this is the problem. People, human beings just sort of like with, with little information, we piece together what narrative we want. And then that this, this poor guy probably <laughs> Kind of like this show. Kind of like this show. Exactly right. <laughs> but at least we go in depth. I guarantee you that man did not go in depth. No, not the, not certainly not deep enough. I wanted him to Lysol Lysol me yeah. actually. Just uh, t- I'm going to start, I mean, sir. I'm going to start breathing in, 
And when when I do, start spraying my air so I breathe in the Lysol and then it will kill any germs inside of me. Thank you. Right. Like I wanted it if I'm walking down the main floor of Macy's. Just give me a little spritz with whatever you got in your hand. <laughs> I did see this uh, this footage in uh, – God, where was it? It was in the Middle East somewhere. I forget. Maybe Saudi Arabia. I can't remember. But it was the, uh, this group of people in like hazmat suits and they had backpacks on and they're doing mass decam- uh, decontaminations of like uh, communal prayer areas in like a Muslim uh, temple. I forget the – is it a temple? I guess it's a temple. Let's call it a temple. Prayer sure. area, right? And <clears throat> they're like spraying the, the columns and they're spraying the ceiling. They're spraying all the walls and whatever. And then there's a shot of people like walking by. They're out on the street like spraying the walls. And there's a guy in a business suit just walking by and he's, <laughs> he's anticipatory, anticipating, whatever. He's mm. covering his nose as he's going to walk through this like area that they're spraying. And the guy literally goes... Like turns, does a forty five degree turn and sprays this guy as he's walking by and it just continues to start spraying the ground. And I'm like, Oh man, that that guy was probably he's probably the best guy to walk by in like the dead of summer he's watering his lawn as a kid. That's the guy. Right. Spray me, spray doing- me. He's been doing it for years. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty weird, man. I was like, that's funny. I like that. Um, all right. Well, it's there's some been some big news here, Jer, in the Disney World. And why don't you not Disney World, but also Disney World? Why don't you go first, and uh, we'll handle that when we can. Sir, sure. In no particular order yeah. of importance, by the way. Thanks for calling me, sir. Yes, I sir. Appreciate that. Uh, you just got well, a raise. If you were paying attention at all to Diz Twitter last week, Jason, you might have noticed that there was a bit of an online kerfuffle oh, man. that divided. The always contentious Diz Twitter community. You know, you hate to see it, brother. You hate to see it. But uh, we're supposed to be a family over there on the internet, and I don't know what's going on. <laughs> They're not a family. There's, the battle lines have been drawn. Oh, good. Uh, it all started off with a tweet from a regular Disney Parks guest who is not someone who's part of the Diz Twitter crowd. Okay. This is just a seemingly normal oh, an invader, Western mom. An outsider. She's an outsider. Ah. She's got 46 followers or something like this. Okay. okay. She, um, but in a couple of tweets that she directed at the official Walt Disney World and Disney Parks Twitter accounts, she expressed her frustration at the inconvenience caused to, caused to her family while visiting Disney World la- uh, two weekends ago during the Disney Princess Half Marathon weekend. So – uh, she didn't like that there was some inconveniences by the race, so which she, it is inconvenient. She added way. Disney just to complain. I mean, that's honestly what Twitter is for, is for complaining uh, sure. to companies and, you know, trying to post weird memes. Like, that's basically it. That's what it is. Yeah. I mean, I was mad at Adidas yesterday. I had to let them know. No, they didn't care. Nobody cares. Oh, you blasted them out? I blasted them. Yeah. I didn't like the shoes they're offering. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not that you had a problem with it or that your laces broke uh, right out of the box and you wanted a replacement, but it's just you didn't like the way that people are designing them. Well, the shoes, the running shoes I normally wear, they discontinued, and now I have to figure out a new shoe to run in? Like, it took me three years to figure out this, so I was annoyed. That's a little more understandable than, I just don't like the shoes they're selling. (laughs) I don't like your shoes. Uh, In her first tweet, she stated, quote, would love to know how much revenue this princess marathon, parentheses for adults, not kids, brings in. And if it's worth a- angering all of your paying customers 
with kids. She then referenced another tweet, which she has now deleted. But in a further tweet, she continued, quote, we have spent months planning this trip down to the hour since that's what you now require to visit your parks. And now our entire day is messed up because of this. Shame on you for your poor customer service all around. I mean, she's not wrong. You do have to literally start planning months in advance. But I'll let you I'll let you continue because you might bring up the point I'm about to make. Well, you can make – I want you to make a point. This is an interactive thing, but I agree. Yeah. <laughs> agree. The other part is if she's really spent months planning it down to the hour and she didn't see anywhere online that the Princess Half Marathon is also happening that weekend, then she's lying or not very good on the internet. Well, right. Exactly. This is the thing. I can see her point. What, what really myths me about what she's saying is she's almost – more entitled to having a good time because she's got kids like if you paid to go there and you don't have kids well you shouldn't be inconveniencing her right we the non-parents should be inconvenienced regardless of the fact that i still paid my share to be there well and this was a thing this is there's a tone there that i don't like yeah well this is a thing mid last year maybe the childless millennial thing remember that whole kerfuffle speaking of that on another diz twitter ramp where people are saying that people with kids, or one lady said, people with kids should be able to skip the line ahead of people who don't have kids. And that exploded right. <laughs> online and all the forums and all that kind of stuff, and which I thought was really funny. And uh, why would you even, like, of all the takes and all the opinions to voice, why the one that you know nobody's ever going to side with you on? It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> well, this mom will. Yeah, well, She's true. on board. So, but this lady does. So, so I, that's why I'm a little torn. She does keep a relatively low Twitter profile. She's not generally tweeting about Disney. I even went back to some of her tweets, and it seems that she um, has been affected, and maybe by her family, by ALS, and she does, seems to do a lot of um, support and fundraising for ALS. So she's obviously, like, the, this Twitter is not this lady's priority. She's raising a family. She's fundraising for a, a right. terrible disease. Splash Mountain's not her number one priority. Nevertheless, she weighed in. Okay. Uh, but the Diz Twitter hive, someone saw it. Hmm. Someone is monitoring who's tweeting at Disney World. Okay. This is sort of the problem with, with Twitter is that you can just right. easily go do that. And people do that to specifically look for stuff to be mad about. Which right. What a nice life to be able to have everything so rosy that you have to actively go and look for things that are incorrect out in the world and then uh, be um, an SJW, you know? Right. Like the, the, that would be like some Adidas apologist coming back at me today. <laughs> you know, I would hate that. Right. Um, but the Diz Twitter Hive attacked her like a bee's nest that just had been hit with a baseball. Ooh. Wow. Scores and scores of replies from Diz Twitter fans replied to her in tweets that range from helpful tips to avoid issues like this in the future to downright nasty comments and some telling her to go home. <laughs> At One Man's Dream replied, what a horrible thing to say. Your ill planning is no one's fault but your own. But saying that I'm any less of a paying customer because I can't have children is awful. You need to count your blessings. You should be thankful right there that you have children to take. So people with who, who physically can't have children taking offense. Hmm. Well, I would bet $5 that that person 
is lying. Is lying. <laughs> yeah, it's just <laughs> trying to make a point. I agree. At Gracie Raw reminded her that these events are for charities too and raise hundreds of thousands of dollars for charities uh, that support children's various children's uh, benefits and, you know, like ch- the Epidermolysis Bullosa Research <laughs> Foundation. With, yeah, I had to pick that one to try to say. I yeah, pick exactly. Children's Charity of the Year. <laughs> yeah. What's, what is that even research about? Like how to pick a shorter name? Which which <laughs> continent should we drop from this? I know. I I really I don't know. It's not not well decided. Well, no, you had three glasses of wine and some tea. Exactly. What are you gonna do? Now I gotta try to pronounce that. She says, I'm sorry you didn't read notices about an event that was planned out and well publicized. Please try to be a less selfish human being. Wow. And angry Matt sixty nine was a bit more harsh. <laughs> <laughs> I love these people. <laughs> well, he was a bit Angry more harsh. <laughs> the only way that Twitter handle could be better is if he added 420 to the end of it. Like, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, okay. What if I was, like, making all these up? I'm not. They're real people. He was a bit more harsh, saying she won the biggest clown on the Internet Award. Congratulations. And then he had a gif of a dancing clown. Um, there, there was a minority of people defending her. Dr. LDDS said, At every turn, you have something wonderful to experience there. You wouldn't believe the depth of details in the world there that most visitors never see. This has created a rabid fan base. Don't let them get to you. That's true. <laughs> Wow. That's that's the, the, the sort of rudder that we need to navigate these waters. Right. Um, and lastly, the Manchurian Diz blogger scolded Diz Twitter. Great job, Diz Twitter. Glad everyone chipped in to drag a frustrated mom. Can you believe she felt upset that nearly every major road between Magic Kingdom and Epcot is a detour on race day and to and of and led to delays? So Diz Twitter weighing in on all sides, but I would say uh, a vast majority of them were really taking her to task. Yeah, and you know, if I can offer, what was what's this lady's uh, handle? You know what? Um, I didn't, didn't include it because I didn't yeah. want to give her any more grief. That's all right. Um, I'm sure you guys yeah. can find it if you want to. But I, I think her problem, if I can give her advice, because I'm sure she listens, um, is to make <laughs> it about herself. She could have just expressed frustration. And listed the reason why she was frustrated, but to bring up the people with children and the we paid good money, like that will never get you anywhere uh, in life, but also on the internet. Because once these hounds and jackals start smelling weakness that uh, you're trying to use your class, I guess, or use your ticket to mean that you should be getting extra perks and benefits that other people don't even though they paid the same price to get into the actual park you're going to get dragged for sure well yeah and i have two things to say about that and i think you're absolutely right on that um all right i love your first thing that's good point number one is well taken <laughs> okay great i love it i think first of all the races are done by 10 30 11 o'clock in the morning so yeah. that this ruined your entire day i have a hard time believing pick up whatever you miss in the morning where you yeah. left off and then continue with the rest of your day you, this that's not that domino effect you write no. off whatever happened in the morning whatever character breakfast you didn't get to <laughs> move on with life and then right. go to your fast passes it's fine agreed um 
And I, I think it's perfectly legitimate because I've come on here and said, I don't think that Disney does necessarily a good job of managing the traffic that they have, especially lately with the races on top of the opening of the Star Wars rides that have been causing a lot of traffic jams. They're not doing a good job. And people who are paying quite a bit of money, and you predicted this a couple years ago when you said that people were going to start getting angrier and angrier and more self-righteous and more self-entitled because the more we're paying and the less service we have, we're going to, it's, it just, it's a, it's like a thousand cuts or a thousand, you know, a thousand holes sink a ship. We're getting it from all sides and we're getting frustrated. It's 90 degrees. It's humid already down there. Everyone's right. a little on edge to begin with. They have to be doing a better job of managing these crowds. That's what this place was built to do. The city of the future, monorails, people movers. It was supposed to get everyone around efficiently and we're on these buses. <laughs> right. And it just doesn't. They're just not doing a good job. No, I agree. And uh, number one, I'm glad that I was correct and that you remembered that because I would definitely not have remembered that. But it it only stands to reason, especially going back to our last show. You spend at, on a peak day two oh nine for a park hopper for one day. You're gonna you're gonna be very upset at the price of corn dogs or the line you have to wait in or the bathroom maybe at you're at the wrong cycle and the the bathroom is dirty and stinky and there's a big line for it or whatever. It's not enjoyable and so you can you can raise those prices. And, and try to find the ceiling for where you're going to get that dip in uh, attendance and go, okay, maybe we'll back off a little bit. But once you hit that, the downside is people are expecting more. Right, exactly. And I'm a professional, so I know what I'm talking about. You do. Um, thank you. Well, this story uh, I didn't write out because it's literally four paragraphs. Um, okay. And I just there's nothing really else to add about it. But I thought it was a cute story. I mean, cute maybe is the wrong word, but, uh, you know, whatever. Anyway, here we go. Uh, while on a trip to Disney World, Lisa and Jacob Troyer, I wonder if they're related to Vern Troyer, um, had a not-so-magical experience and dropped their iPhone 11 into the Seven Seas Lagoon. Where is that? Seven Seas Lagoon, Jeremy. Walt Seven Disney Seas, World. that's the big lagoon that sits in right in front of the Magic Kingdom. So, Oh, okay. If you're not taking a monorail to get to parking, you have to take the ferry across. So you can take the ferry across to the transportation center, yes. to the Grand Floridian, or to the Polynesian. Okay, good. So Taryn and I, we crossed the Seven Seas Lagoon on a couple of occasions on our uh, whirlwind trip to Disney World. So now I have a little uh, you know, visual bearing on what's going on. Um, so first of all, I don't understand how you drop your phone into the water. So I'm assuming they were on the boat, maybe, I guess. And um, they were trying to photograph. But the number one rule of photography when you're on a boat is you don't extend your camera beyond the barrier of the boat. You can crop your photos. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. You can do a little – you can crop your photos in your phone. So if there's something in the way, you can move it. Anyway, that's a little tip from Jason. Um, the family informed a Disney employee and left their information, doubtful of any recovery of the photos, even if the device were found. They were assured, however, that the, dr the diving team found things all the time and the phone may be recovered. Here's a little side note. So this was also the area where, uh, tragically, that little boy was uh, grabbed by an alligator a couple years ago. Yes, it was. Right? So there's a diving team. There's divers <laughs> who, who, who go through there. What do they do about the alligators? I hope they're wearing chain mail. I don't know. Are they in those cages that you go in like a shark's cage? <laughs> well, what are you going to I mean, But if you're the diving team to recover items, 
What are you going to do in a, in a cage? Like, how do you do that? Well, you stick your hand through the bars and you pick up the <laughs> phone. Imagine, I, don't know. I just imagine like the like old um, Warner Brothers cartoons where you know someone's in a barrel and they pick up the barrel to walk. <laughs> That's what I imagine they're doing <laughs> on the bottom of the Seven Seas Lagoon to look for someone's, you know, uh, sunglasses or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> Found them. Yeah, got them. I like, want to. I want to actually talk to these people and see what. I, that's a good. We'll try to get a show about that. Um, I was upset. Get a diver on as a guest. That would be so cool. I was uh, upset to have lost my phone and the picture I had taken that evening of Disney's Halloween party, which had been the main event for our trip, said Lisa Troyer. Our six-year-old daughter was particularly devastated as pictures of her and Jack Skellington would never materialize. First of all, who says materialize? Um, instead, they sat at the bottom of a lagoon. Two months later, Jer, Disney reaches out to the family to say the lost iPhone had been recovered. This is nuts. The iPhone shows up in the mail, and it was fully functional. Like, it, 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 spent, how is that? it spent two months at the bottom of a lagoon, and I it have... was able to work. It worked. Well, I'll tell you, these phones have come a long way then because I have dipped a phone near – I've gotten a phone moist near a faucet and it's <laughs> out. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, where's the rice? I don't know. What do I do? This is insane. It's crazy. Two months? Uh, two months. I was able to retrieve all of the pictures from our Disney Halloween night. And besides some sand in my case and a little algae on the cover – the phone seems no worse for the wear, she said, noting that the device was only protected by a thin silicone case. And she took a picture. It's like a clear case with uh, some sparkles, and, and it works. Oh, the family reached out to Tim Cook, which I guess is the, the Apple guy. He's the CEO of Apple Computer. Who thanked them for sharing their story. That's it. <laughs> Just mm. thanks for sharing your story. You know that these people reached out to Tim Cook expecting something and they're like, oh, we got to think. So that's uh, <clears throat> that's cool. Uh, the improve like, yeah, the product I make stands up to what you paid for. Have a nice day. What do you want? If they lost the phone and never got it back, maybe then he should give them something. Something, right? Well, but then again, I mean, that probably happens all the time. Um, and then it goes on to talk about the improved water resistance to the iPhone 11, which is the device that they had. Um, the iPhone 11 Pro can withstand four meters submerged in water for 30 minutes, while the iPhone and the uh, iPhone XS series can only be submerged two meters for 30 minutes, even though the ratings call for such, as long as the integrity of the phone holds, meaning if she didn't drop it and there's a hairline crack or something in the in whatever, right? Uh, right? It will work again once dried off. The first iPhone to feature whatever. Um, so anyway, I like that story. Also, isn't the sort of the point about iPhone, not the point, but one of the the benefits of having an iPhone is it's, everything backs up to the cloud kind of instantly. So why would all your pictures still be on your phone? I guess you turn well, that feature off because you don't want to use your data. Right. Like know. my cloud, it's like it's full. It's, it's always full. <laughs> uh, so I have nothing backing up. I have to come home. I do. It's like it's, it's perpetually 2007 in my apartment. Okay. <laughs> You're doing data I, management. I, have a, I come home. I'm like, okay, let me connect. And then I drag the files that I want to keep. Wow. There's nothing more infuriating to me than looking at another phone and being like, I didn't take that picture on this phone. What the hell's what's going on? Well, you do have multiple phones. 
You have I one. Do. You have one for the plug, and you have one for the homies, and that's <laughs> that's right. So I don't really. I uh, no. And then it's like every day. It's like it's uh, you're, you. You want to buy more data from us for more money a month? I'm like, no, Apple for my stupid selfies. Go away. Yeah, that's right. I'm I would to take a risk on the fairy. I would honestly love to look through your cloud to like look at all your photos from like I mean, 2007 or whatever, like the old Jeremy selfies. I would love that. I have no idea what's in the cloud. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know where to go to get it. Where is the cloud? Is it can I log into it? I don't know. I think that was the 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 benefit is you have your Mac ID or whatever and you yeah. everything syncs properly and you could have your your things everywhere and you can easily find it all. I have yeah. an, an Android and it all backs up to Google and it's easy to find and I, I actually have to go through and clear a bunch of stuff out but they give you so much storage it's almost like why am i gonna why am i doing a chore that doesn't need to be done when i have chores that need to be done like laundry and shopping that i already don't do (laughs) right like why not do pictures also (laughs) right exactly (laughs) okay well you know what i'm glad that she got her phone back i actually say you know we talk about disney not doing we we harped on disney we said they're not doing a good job but then they sent this lady's you would think that'd be the last thing that they're able to do it especially two months later so um we have a friend named blobber he's a canadian blobber's not his christian name don't worry about it and um (laughs) sounds canadian (laughs) blobber um it's actually some mistranslation from french anyway whatever it's a whole dumb story but anyway uh blobber (laughs) um love that dude he's a really nice really good friend of ours he lost his wallet several years ago on Star Tours, somehow. Oh, at Disneyland. Doesn't know how he did it. Doesn't know where specifically, but it was just gone one day, or not one day, but at some point in the park. So we we go to City Hall, and you 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 write out. Well, this is the description of the wallet, or whatever. Never got it back. And you would think at some point, okay, this actually story would 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 probably frustrate him because. It it didn't go anywhere. It's either it's either in like the mechanic like on the floor of the simulator, or maybe it dropped down through a crack. Or I mean, someone stole it. So I'm assuming nobody stole it. it. Yeah, I'm assuming that somebody didn't take it and then just left the park with it. I'm assuming it's it was still at the park, but it wasn't found. But this phone was found two months later at the bottom of a lagoon and was reported logged, matched with a lost item tag, and then returned to the person. To me, that's amazing. It's insane. Meanwhile, my I buddy can't, can't get his Velcro wallet back. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that tearing. I yeah. love it. <laughs> what a loss. I know, right? All right. Well, hold on. Let me get the hair out of my mouth. <laughs> you don't even have long hair to be in your mouth. What's going on? It doesn't have to be long. It just has to fall out, which mine is uh, <laughs> true. increasingly inclined to do these days. Yeah. Please tell me more about how you're going bald. Please tell me, the bald you know guy, that you're going bald, the man with more hair than I've had since I was 28. I'm just trying to relate to you on some <laughs> level. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Um, back in August, during D23, when many of the details of Epcot's overhaul were released, we learned that a major remodeling of the park's towering icon, Spaceship Earth, would be, would be happening as part of the more than $1 billion investment in overhaul of the park. 
later in fall when Disney opened the Epcot Experience Center inside Epcot, which takes guests through the many changes coming to the park. We learned a bit more. Spaceships Earth, uh, Spaceship Earth's <laughs> newest version. <laughs> I mean, I would love multiple Spaceship Earth, dude, because that ride, hands down, my favorite ride in the entirety of Disney World. That's a that's interesting. It's a bold I think statement. You said that. Well, you made a statement that it was your favorite Epcot attraction in the last years up. I noted oh, that. Mentally. Okay, <laughs> you're right. So. Um, uh, Expedition Everest was probably my my absolute favorite. But in Epcot, wow, in Epcot for sure. In the totalitarian in the in t- totality of Disney World, it's my second favorite. Okay, so does that mean that it's your second favorite attraction ever in the world? Ooh. Well, I don't know. That's assuming that Disney World is better than Disneyland in my mind, which it is not. Okay, so we don't have to go down this rabbit hole. I know, I it's a really good rabbit hole, though. Honestly, it's a really good sidebar. Maybe we should do a bonus episode for the uh, Patreon folks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, we've been arguing for an hour of our politics off air, so <laughs> the last thing either of us want to do is, is talk more. I know, we really should have. All right, go ahead, oh, please. Oh, God. I'm so glad <laughs> not. Both of our Patreon subscribers would die. Right. Um, Spaceship Earth's newest version titled Our Shared Story will look at the evolution of human culture through storytelling through the ages. But during all this, the question remained, when is this going to happen? Because they've been gutting Epcot. (laughs) Right. So I guess on the one hand, you're like, well, when is it going to when are we going to know about Spaceship Earth? But at the, on the other hand, it's like, well, they can't do it all at once. So there's not going to be anything to do there. <laughs> there already is sort of a, a, a gap that the, the striking thing for me coming from Disneyland, right, where everything's super compact and then going to Disney World and going to Epcot where it's like I can walk for five minutes, have no shade and not see anything to do. It was really weird. Right, and now I mean it is getting a bit sparse. Uh, sparse, Spartan. It's not Spartan? getting Spartan. It's getting uh, well. What are you trying to say? Finish the sentence, and I'll Empty. correct it you. It's getting to be not sparse. much going on. Yeah, sparse. Spartan okay. would be like uh, f- you know fighting. As a oh, Greek, I'm a Spartan. As a Greek, I know these things. Oh, yeah. Okay. I know about democracy being super dramatic and also having super good and defined abs and kicking people off cliffs as Spartans do Mm. in 300, uh, which you haven't seen. Go ahead, please. Good abs. Another thing I can relate to you on. (laughs) 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 Well, (sighs) last week, alongside the news that our CEO, Bob Iger, would be stepping down, The Disney Parks blog announced that the final day of operation of the current version of Spaceship Earth will be May 25th, 2020. So it's... Wow. That's coming up soon, man. It's looming. It's looming like a great big ball on the horizon. (laughs) I'm scared. Weird. Though Disney did not state exactly how long the attraction will be closed, many expect that the closure could take two years or more before it reopens. Which means it won't be open for the twenty first, uh, the fiftieth oh, anniversary man. of Walt Disney World. How, if that's correct. How do you? How do you not? I mean, Spaceship Earth. For anybody who doesn't know, Spaceship Earth is inside the big, the big geodome that is Epcot. It's the most iconic vision, the most iconic symbol of Disney World. Not even just Epcot, of Disney World in general. Sure. How is that not open for the fiftieth anniversary? That shocks. I don't me. know. 
maybe it's not going to take that long. Maybe they maybe they backed off and they're just going to add some projection mapping and call it a day. <laughs> Man, uh, the projection mapping, that's so cool. I love it. I uh... I don't. I it, uh, every <laughs> I, I've seen it in Disneyland, and it's it just it's not high def. I don't know, man. If you're gonna do projection mapping, give me some high def. Let's go. But everything was kind of blurry and, and and not focused right. It was very weird. It also just can't be everything. Like everything <laughs> right. can't be a screen and a projection. Like I need yeah. to see real things sometimes. Right. Okay. Well. Let me find my place. It was widely <laughs> expected that a refresh would be coming to Spaceship Earth even before the announcement was made in August at D23. Uh, that's because the current version of the attraction, which debuted in 2007 when Siemens took over the sponsorship, uh, it was announced in 2017 that they would not be renewing the contract after it expired. And recently, all references to Siemens have been removed. So that's usually huh. the first. First of all, it's 12 years old. And then when the when the sponsors pull out, it's like the writing's on the wall. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, something's got to happen here. Right. Here's a question: Would would Siemens have paid for the refurbishment had they not pulled out? Is that something that a sponsor would do? I think. Okay, so I don't know, um, but I'm going to presume. Okay. That that would be part of the negotiations of renewing the sponsorship. So if they were to say, okay, we're going to stay on, Disney would probably say, all right, well, it's time for a refresh. Let's get you guys involved. Let's, you know, I, I think it's all a partnership. So I think that that would be part of that agreement. Yeah. So guests in the new attraction will be guided by an ethereal story light to describe our history and storytelling. So presumably that's the new host, the story light. The story, the story light. Okay. Yeah. I'm a little worried cool. about that. Cool. Yeah. I guess. Shrug. I would, Shrug I, emoticon. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you for the emoticon. <laughs> Along with the announcement of the closing date, Disney released a new concept art from the new version of the attraction that appears to show the ancient Egypt scene with several changes, including the removal of the pharaoh and the inventor of pap- papyrus and the addition of several illuminated hieroglyphs and other lighting effects. Projection mapping. Okay. So a little bit of a teaser there. What, what, what else we might see? I liked the way the concept art looked, uh, but now we know that, you know, I feel like my entire life has just been a countdown to things I love. Like last year was <laughs> marked by my Illuminations <laughs> countdown and then finally it was over and a celebration. Now I've got the tw- – now March tw- – May 25th breathing down my neck for something else I love that's going away. I'm so sad. That's right. Well, and don't forget your 30s. <laughs> that yeah. went away. <laughs> that was That also went away. It's been a really rough – past 12 months i'd say yeah and you know what and and this is sort of what we analyze on on basically every show because at some point if you do a disney themed podcast you you come to this conclusion where things are changing with or without you and you can either be on board or you can be a miserable codger like me and there's somewhere there's somewhere in the middle where i think everybody you know is Except it's acceptable to be where you can be concerned and and feel threatened by the progress, but also lament for the things that uh, we've you know, what we would be missing because 
If you've never ridden Spaceship Earth, I'm sure there's 100,000 ride-throughs you can go watch. Watch it. It's one of those things where it's akin to like a Hall of Presidents, right? Where it's kind of goofy and weird and sort of outdated, but that's the magic of it. And that's the appeal of it. Is that like the... um, you know how, if I remember correctly, you know how in, in pirates the, the, the skins of the pirates seem more solid? They're not like latex. They're more like cast, you know? Right. Yes. That's the, the animatronics in Spaceship Earth. And it's very, it's a time capsule, which is sort of ironic for the theme of the ride. But um, it was endearing and I liked it. And it was really cute and, and cool. I don't think it needs a refurb. I don't think there's anybody out there at begging for a refurb. And when Taryn and I went three years ago or whatever it was, there was a line. We had to wait in sure. line. The last time we rode that, it was a 25-minute wait. Right. Some rides in Disneyland don't even have that. What are we doing? It, 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 it doesn't need a refurb. It doesn't need a refurb. Well... We're getting one. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, great. It sets the tone for Epcot. I agree. And I, I don't want to be a curmudgeon about these things. And in fact, when it went from the version that we had with the Jeremy Irons narration that was from 1994 to 2006 to the now Dame Judy Dench narration, I loved the improvement. I loved the refurb. I loved the new narration. I was on board. I was like, this is great. Yeah. I'm worried in this post Iger era mm-hmm. that um, I'm not sure that it will be. I don't, I'm not sure that this will just be another evolution of Spaceship Earth. I think this could be a departure from what we knew, and I'm scared. That's what makes me scared, but we'll see. Well, I think the benefit of that is you know everything has already been approved. So even though it, it's going to happen post Iger, it's not like anything's going to change. Yeah. Right? I don't 100% trust Iger either. <laughs> you look very sad right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> you look like you're so sick. everybody get to if you want to see Spaceship Earth, if you haven't seen it yet, you've still got three months to get down there. And my guy yeah. is telling me that crowds are going to be getting dwindling based on the current state of things. Oh, in Epcot, <laughs> you're just it's just going to be uh, alcoholics. It's just going to be. Yeah. So I'll see you guys there. <laughs> Man, I really would. I really want to go. I really want to go back there. We, we're sort of debating doing a live show. For 2021, and I know we can't see Spaceship Earth, but part of me wants to try to do it in Disney World. Oh, I would love it. It would be great, right? But I don't know if we can pull that off. The other part of me wants to do it in Alani, in Hawaii, because Hawaii is basically the best. It'll probably be in Disneyland, because that's going to be easier for everybody, but what are you going to do? I think we should do it in Disney World. What did you say to me today? Shooters, shoot. <laughs> I did say shooters, shoot, baby. But yeah. uh, for an entirely unrelated uh, conversation. Right. Well, you got you, anything else over there? I do. You So I want to have a conversation about something you mentioned, the departure of Bob Iger. I think this show is definitely built around mentioning that the CEO of the company that we have a podcast about is gone. And a new person has taken his place. Um, and it's more of a casual conversation. I just want to chat about it. I want to bring up some points about in for, some points against maybe, um, talk about what the internet is saying about the new CEO, Bob Chapek. Bob Chapek has taken the reins. He's, t- he's taken the reins. And so if you've never heard the name before, we've mentioned it a couple times here and there on, on some of the shows, but... 
I don't even really know what this guy did. Nobody on the internet really knows what this guy did because I think a lot of these positions in the Disney Corporation are like, here's your title, but we're not going to tell you, we're not going to tell anybody specifically what you have done or what your accomplishments in supporting that role have been. And that's, that's fine. But the internet, let me tell you, there are a lot of people who are very scared right now for Bob Chapek. People are thinking that this is the end of Disney, that this is another dark age of Disney. <laughs> People are very, very dramatic about this. Well, you've been reading Diz Twitter, apparently, because <laughs> Diz Twitter is I have in not. meltdown mode. Oh, my oh, God. It's amazing. Well, so uh, in general, the achievements of Bob Chapek have included opening Shanghai Disney Resort, nearly doubling the size of the Disney Cruise Line fleet, and introducing the technologically advanced Star Wars Galaxy's Edge land, at Disneyland, at Disney, and uh, Walt Disney World. He also rolled out uh, the recent improvements to the Magic Band system that we've reported about on this show. And so those are, you know, sort of the, the, the general things that Bob is, 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 giving, uh, is giving credit to. He's also sort of overseen that, the, the Disney store in Target, that whole kind of Ooh. thing. So he's very much a consumer product-driven guy. And I think that's what a lot of people are taking... Um, to heart is that we're going to see more IP, but they sort of forget the Bob Iger side of things where that's everything now. Everything is IP driven. So Chapek and Iger are sort of seeing eye to eye on this where, um, you know, if we don't hear, here's a quote from, uh, from Chapek about IP. He goes, a lot of times people say, why does everything have to have a franchise orientation? Which is, you know, IP, right? Um, because that's our barrier to entry. Because if any of our competitors had our intellectual property, guess what? They would be doing the exact same thing we're doing, but they don't have it. We do. So we're going to build it. So, well, in, yeah. In the words of Dr. Ian Malcolm in Jurassic <laughs> Park 1, just because you can doesn't mean you should. That's true. That's what I say. Chapek finds a way. <laughs> well, so it's interesting that you said, mention all those things that he presided over their opening, which I think you said Shanghai, mm -hmm. uh, Star Wars, and uh, the Magic Bands. Because yeah. I believe that while he presided over them, those were projects that were conceptualized and greenlit while Chief operations officer tom staggs was in ah. chair who was uh who, who left the company a couple years ago he was the heir apparent for many years to bob Iger, and then he left um leaving that sort of open and for chapek to come in so chapek's getting a lot of credit and certainly he had to execute these things but i think that they were set into motion by one thomas o staggs <laughs> who i personally like i like yeah, you know what? You're you're not incorrect. He also sort of oversaw a lot of the digital transformation for Disney, the Disney Vault going digital. He had a big hand at Disney Plus, um, so there's there's a lot of of that foundation, which is good timing for for Iger to get out. So what Iger's doing, he's going to be what is it like creative control or something like that, where it sounds like he's transitioning more to the the movies side of things. Which yeah, well, I think his title will be chairman. Right. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that sort of scares me because of the stuff, again, we've, we've mentioned on the show a few times. 
Iger had a, a hand in the direction of the new Star Wars films and the plot of that and how those ended up. And I don't mm. like those. No, you don't like those. I don't. And so that bothers me where, you know, he's leaving the park side of things to do that. And and that's the least exciting thing, <laughs> the, the least exciting thing about it for me. Right. Well, but I, I don't know. That's interesting. I, here's the thing about people. I think people blame Chapek for a lot of what they don't like. In the parks, of course, yeah. He's always thanks. Ch- it's there's a hashtag thanks. Ch- hashtag thanks. Chapek. Oh like, man, that's out there. I should have looked that up. Um, but oh, I, I don't. I'm not so sure that you know that a that a corporation the size of Disney has a CEO who's removed and then a bunch of direct you know people under him who are individual fiefdoms just doing what they want to do. Like Bob Chapek has been executing Bob Iger's strategy. Like there's no or, way that they were at odds that much, and to no. put that on Chapek and say Bob Iger, we love you, but Chapek, you're the bad guy. I don't think that's the fair way to look at that. It's it's ridiculous, and and I think more to the point is let's let's just pretend that Chapek had every idea, but Iger signed off on it. Sure. So there's some sort of like the buck stops with Iger. It's just every sort of like uh, control, every sort of business. You can't blame the people who come up with the idea that you might not like and then praise the people who greenlit the idea because they didn't come up with the idea. That doesn't right. make any sense. So uh, Chapek immediately, and this is this is sort of the scary part also, and, and part of the reason the stock, of, the Disney stock has dropped is Bob Iger stepped down immediately late February. No no succession plan as far as, well, in five months or two months or a week or a day or a second. It's immediately, I'm gone. Chapek's in charge. Uh, uh, so Chapek will have a 20-month uh, apprenticeship period, quote-unquote, with Iger, that seems to be designed, at least in part, to allow him to begin exerting the authority of a CEO while Iger is still hanging around. That's intended to keep investors calm about the transition. It will also allow for a gradual evolution of leadership internally, where there will surely be equal amounts of agita about the CEO shuffle, no matter how highly Chapek's peers regard him. Undoubtedly, that process will be smoother with Iger guiding the hand of a 27-year-old veteran like Chapek than it would be with a newcomer to the house. Um, blah, blah, blah. And you can tell by the use of the word agita that I did not write this. Right. <laughs> uh, that was That's the hallmark of you not writing something. That's right. Uh, <laughs> what? So here's a little blurb from an interview they gave, because right after this announcement, they, I think, went on like CNBC or CNN or something like that, and uh, the two Bobs and and gave an interview. Um, The pair were asked about any disagreements they had together, and Iger remarked that they had a, quote, debate about the renaming of California Screamin' at Disney California Adventure. (gasps) Iger ultimately conceded to Chapek, and the coaster became known as the Incredicoaster. God, maybe it's true. But maybe also, he's the bad guy. So, but think about it. That's just the name of the Incredicoaster. That's not the theming. It's not what happens. It's just the name. So, yeah. as far as a name goes to describe what's going on, it's kind of a good name. It's a catchy name. I'm okay with the name. I don't like that they had to put the Incredible or the Incredibles, right? Is it the Incredibles? Yeah, it's the Incredibles. That's why yeah, it's yeah, called yeah. the Incredicoaster. Well, yeah, but I don't know if it's like the the Incredimuncher. In, in I don't know what it's called. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't like that they had to put the IP there because it's like very hammering on the head. Like this is 
The Incredibles IP. Um, right. But as far as the name goes, I, I kind of want to know what Bob Iger wanted to call it, to be honest with you. Maybe he wanted to keep it California Screaming and not put all that IP in there. Maybe that's what this is. Maybe, but I, I want uh, I want clarity. So Iger says in that same interview, the company had gotten larger and more complex in the recent 12 months. Uh, actually, this is a, a, a call where he announced what's going on. Um, with the asset base in place, which I'm assuming is the, uh, well, basically everything, I guess, but probably the Fox merger, and our strategy essentially deployed, I felt that I should spend as much time as possible with the creative side of our businesses because that becomes our biggest priority in 2021. And he sort of makes sense because we've talked about um, the sort of release schedule for movies in 2020 and 2021. There's no Star Wars, really. There's not a whole lot of blockbusters. There's, not, there's no Marvel coming Right, not not right. like it was. There's no big guaranteed blockbusters that are going to rake in a billion dollars overseas. So it sort of makes sense for Iger to step away and focus solely on that because they make so much money from the box office. Right, Chapek has 27 years in the company. He knows how to run parks. People are sort of okay with all of that. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Um, it's not unusual. To be loved by anyone. To become a chairman. Not on you. To have fun. Tom Jones? Is it the Tom Jones hour now? Maybe. I love Tom Jones. I don't know the rest of that song. Um, uh, yeah. It's uh, it's not unusual for to a be loved by to move. <laughs> Sorry. To be loved by anyone. <laughs> For a chairman to, to step into the CEO role while the C, the next CEO comes up, that's that's pretty common in in, right. in corporations that, that that you would have that transition period. Um, so, and he he ultimately is going to be a figurehead. He's not really going to be making decisions, but he will be. Uh, the idea that he'll be guiding creativity, I think, is um, is interesting. And uh, yeah, I agree. Um, so we've talked about stuff that he's done that's been fairly positive. I mean. Shanghai and, you know, the Disney Cruise Line fleet and Galaxy's Edge, you know, it's a, a positive thing. But what he did in uh, in DCA, and I believe in Disneyland, I, I don't really know where this is, but he's uh, he scaled back a lot of the street actors and street events like in DCA and sort of uh, some of the parks around there. So, you know, to, to, to make the budget kind of more aligned with everything, which I disagree with. I yep. think that's a lot of you know, part of the part of the fun, um, and this is uh, from an article I pulled. I don't know. Uh, like, uh, let's see. Originally, Galaxy's Edge had wandering droids and characters roaming around the streets and rooftops, but those were all cut. There's going to be that third attraction that we mentioned before, which is a ride on like an animal, and you go around the land and whatever. You get a seat on an animatronic Bantha or a Dewback or some other Star Wars animal, and then you you know do the whole kind of thing. There was a dinner uh, theater going on. There was going to be more actors in Star Wars land, not just Kylo Ren and whatever. Um, shows in various areas, including like on rooftops. There's so a whole bunch of stuff going on. Uh, uh, cast members were going to be actors with backstories. All that was being cut. All that got cut under JPEG because it couldn't meet the budget or, you know, for whatever reason, which sort of, I think, led to the disappointment of Star Wars Land because that stuff, and that's all the stuff that we were sold when it was announced at D23. Right. Well, and. I can almost see that because it never existed in the first place. Like you yeah. can't miss something that wasn't there. But right. 
I, I reported on this in uh, maybe six months ago, cuts to wandering performers in Magic Kingdom. They took all of the live action uh, performers out of the Rivers of Light nighttime show at Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Um, so those are things that had been there that went away. Uh, so it, it it's not just stuff that was we were promised, but also stuff that we were used to and then it went away. And right. that's all him, too. I don't like that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, Michael Eisner, Iger's predecessor who ran Disney from 84 to 2005, wrote on Twitter as the news broke that his successor did a, quote, fantastic job and expanded, quote, the breadth of the overall company, orchestrating super growth. And he still has his hand on the creative rudder for almost two more years. So it sounds like Eisner's trying to chime in on the Diz Twitter sphere, I suppose, and sort of calm everybody down. So I pulled a few quotes from things I got from some Disney uh, forum because, honestly, as this news broke, and I, I, I'm the first person to admit I don't know everything about Disney parks. And the last thing I know about is the hierarchy and the structure and the approval mechanisms that are in place in the Disney company to understand what role Chapek has versus Iger. I don't right. know, and nobody else knows. I'm just going to say that right now. But I pulled a few choice quotes because I wanted to talk to you, Jeremy, um, about how much of a – basically the whole internet's on suicide watch at this point. So um, <laughs> here's a quote. I don't have anybody's uh, screen names because I don't want you know anybody to, to trace any of these comments back to, to the specific board that I found them on. But uh, quote, company almost made it to 100 years. So that's a pretty good run. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Come on, people. I know. Cost-cutting, imagine, imagination-less, money-hungry shark, Chapek will run this thing down into the ground. Signed, Jeremy Murray. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, here's another one, less verbose. Wow. There goes Disney. Oh, God. <laughs> Really wish, it. really wish there had been an outside search, which I don't know what leads this person to think that there wasn't. And so Iger has specifically said, this has been a thing that's been in place for a couple of years. Chapek has been chosen like a year or two ago. I know. Also, why would you want an outside search? Like, let's bring in somebody who has no connection to the company, no right. passion for Disney or right. its history. And like, let's bring them in. Like it. Iger. Who for example, Iger was ABC like Iger. guy, right? He's he's a content television movie guy. He's not a parks yeah. guy. Chapek is a parks guy. He's also a budget guy, sure, but you have to be at that level. Right. Uh, silver lining. Chapek could be being set up as the fall guy. Stock does poorly. His tenure may be short. And that's a lot of the, the other side of this conversation online is people are uh, – the conspiracy theorists and everybody are sort of coming out right now and, and, and sort of reasoning that, well, maybe Iger left because, well, all the Asian parks are closed down. All of the Asian parks are closed down. By the way, Tokyo Disneyland's closed down. Hong Kong Disneyland yeah. closed down. Shanghai closed down. That's uh, losing the company a ton of money. Does Iger's bonus – reflect that did he decide to leave before all of that before the q2 numbers really start setting in and then leave chapek holding the bag i don't know but that's that's the the conspiracy theory that's out there 
this is the problem with this, yeah. is, with this Twitter and these boards. Because you know who this is? And this is a boards. 17-year-old yutz with no life experience, no connection to corporate America, <laughs> a fleeting understanding of how co- companies actually work. Right. Putting out this cockamamie theory that it's about a fall guy. This isn't a movie. This is a fall guy. <laughs> right. This is corporate succession. Bob Iger's playing 4D chess, dude. Yeah. There might be – maybe there is something to – you know, someone was saying something about his – he was named in the Weinstein testimony, but, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but you know what? Who wasn't? I mean, honestly, if you throw a rock at the Hollywood and political who's who – you're going to hit somebody who's actively in the public eye that was on the Weinstein <laughs> address book. So it can't just be for that reason only. That doesn't make any sense to me. Um, right. Here's another one, Jeremy, since you're, you're embracing this so well. Make no mistake, this will go down as one of the bigger mistakes and stupidest decisions in the history of the Walt Disney Company. Make no well, mistake. There's no mistake that you can make about this. So who's prophesying that to me? Who's who's telling me not to make a mistake? I think who's, it's like who's... Big Jim sixty nine four twenty. Lol. Like that's Big probably who is right. Um, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Of course that guy's not. An idiot. Of course. Uh, here's another one. Quote: There is no silver lining to this. No tiny sliver of hope to cling to. That this will somehow defy any of our worst expectations and work out for the better. Chapek is a horrible, horrible choice. He should be getting booted out of the company, not elevated to lead it. <laughs> These people, it's like, and it's like, what are you basing that on? The tweets you've read? Yeah, exactly. Or the fact that Star Wars Land doesn't have a Bantha ride? Oh, no. <laughs> because you can't walk down the f- Excuse me. Because you can't... <laughs> I'll bleep that out. Because you can't walk down the bloody main street of DCA and see that that irritating lady with the dog puppet hand barking at you or the policeman writing a ticket. Like, that's the reason. I mean, those things are cool. But for you to say Chapek is a horrible, horrible choice and should be fired because he cut those things makes no sense. Because he also helped orchestrate Disney Plus, which I would 100% guarantee that the person who wrote this subscribes to. Right. I mean, there's a, that's the thing is there's a difference between saying, oh, I'm not sure I agree with everything he's done with Parks and Resorts <laughs> and saying he should be not elevated, booted out of the company, and this is the worst decision. Make no mistake. <laughs> Make no mistake. This company won't last another year. You're exactly right. Here's another one. If you're a Disney fan, this is just awful. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This is the – I don't – I'm not a big fan of Chapek, and I was always like, oh, I hope he doesn't get um, – promoted i really always wanted it to be stags i thought stags was a great guy but these people are such lunatics that now they're making me defend chapek they might got me running into his arms i don't like it <laughs> uh here's the last one uh, sounds like Iger wants to work directly with the parks which is literally not what not- it's not what it sounds like it sounds like Iger wants to work directly with the movies which is literally what they've said. But anyway, uh, maybe it's, ultimately, it's what he was born to do. This is what he always was. He wanted to be in TV. He wanted to be in, in, yeah. in mo- the moving image. And now he can finally get rid of these damn parks. <laughs> well, it's live out his last remaining days doing movies, which is what he loves. Yeah, but it also is what he's bad at. Because you look at this, the Star Wars films, yeah. they've sort of they've they've made less and less money. <laughs> So he's not very good at that either. But anyway, uh, maybe he did realize chap 
couldn't handle the 50th preparations, maybe wishful thinking, not like Iger has shown himself to get it either, but anything is better than Chapek. Please, this is the best part, please sell your stock and send Disney a message that this is not acceptable. Can you imagine the person who would not only make the recommendation online to sell your stock because you're mad, but also the person that would take that advice and go, well, maybe this person's right. I should sell my stock and that will really make Disney. No, because all it's going to do is make dummies like me buy it. Yes, please sell your stock. Drive that lower so I can buy more shares. It's going to go right back up. And it's not only only tanking because of this decision. It's tanking a lot because the parks are closed in Asia. You can't. You could get every Diz Twitter stutz there is out there to sell their sh- their single share of stock that they have. Because exactly. trust me, that's all anybody's got. Right. I have nine, so watch it's out. It's not going to make a dent. We're talking millions of, of shares of stock. Of course not. not even – like it, 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 everybody sh- sh- sell your share. That's not going to be felt. It's a, That's not even a ripple. No, of course not. Of course it's not. You're peeing in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> whatever. I don't know. I, you know, what's your opinion on JPEG? Tell me honestly right now. Well, my honest opinion is I think um, I agree with you. I think there's been some decisions I haven't liked. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, I don't think that we have enough information to know whether that was definitely him or whether not. that was Iger directed. He, Iger has a vision that he's setting and he ha- and JPEG can't just do whatever he wants completely he's not completely autonomous i do think that there's probably been some element of him being made a scapegoat for decisions that people don't like in general which is but Um, but also that doesn't really happen at that level of corporate management you're 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 promoting someone specifically to scapegoat them like what is this the hudsucker proxy like this is not what I mean is that he has been the dis- – like the, the fans have scapegoated him. Right, right, right. made him the guy who's like – it's all his fault. Like yeah. Everyone's just decided that it's his fault. Exactly. That everything they don't like. Um, so I think that it, we need to see what happens with him. Um, I do think though he is part of senior Disney leadership and there have been a lot of things that's gone on with the parks that we generally don't like. And let's see what he does with that, and in the you know in the coming years. But yeah. um, I think it's I, I think we might not need to set the barn on fire just yet. <laughs> well, and so you know he he brought about like the Thunder Mountain renovation, which people liked. He brought sure. about Test Track renovation, which people liked. Right, but, but also, he was also he was also. Uh, responsible for closing Splash Mountain seasonally to save costs and trying to uh, shoehorn in a lot of attractions and lands that didn't like really, you know, work out, I guess. So, you know, there's positives and negatives, but you you can't say wholesale that he's terrible because nobody's that black and white. Well, not nobody, but, you know. I have another question. Yeah. I, I think you, I don't know if you'll know the answer, but I hope you do. He's he was chairman of parks and resorts worldwide. He's right. got all of the all of the theme parks, Alani, Disney Cruise Line. I think he also had merchandise. So Disney yes, store. at some point, yeah. On. Don't we think that maybe a, some of these decisions made by the like if if 
Disney World's refurbing a ride or this, if, if Magic Kingdom's closing this seasonally or if these players are getting cut, do we really think that the chairman of Parks and Resorts is actually sign, coming up with and signing off those ideas? Or do we think the president of Epcot has something to do with that or the president of Magic? Because all of those parks have vice presidents. That's true. And then rolling yeah. up – those vice presidents roll up to a president of of Disney World, who then roll into Chapek, or some right. the structure is more like that. I'm not sure that's exactly like that, but that's how it works. Maybe they have some responsibility. That that's a very good point, and I can, with that scenario, I can imagine the president of you know Disney World or whatever saying, "Hey, you know our budget's a little wonky right now. I think we we could really stand to lose a couple of the street performers here." And Chapek goes, oh, "I think that's a good idea," and then it happens. Right? Whose fault is that? Maybe he's like, listen, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do your job for you. Right. I've delegated you to be the president of Walt Disney World. Do it. It makes no sense. Um, well, and remember when Kyle Imagineer was telling, he was regaling us with some amazing story, and he said that at the Millennium Celebration, yeah, Walt Disney World wanted to put a wand over Spaceship Earth, <laughs> and Imagineering wanted no part of it. Right. And they said, don't do it. Yeah. And Walt Disney World was like, well, we're just gonna do it. So I do think that there is these parks have some autonomy to manage themselves. Yes, I, I agree with you. Um, speaking of that, I did talk to Kyle <clears throat> about this too, and I talked to a couple of people who I know in the in the company. And Kyle told me some things. And he goes, "I don't really know a whole lot." I actually invited him on here, and he's, "I I basically told you everything that." Yeah, he's like, I want to talk to you, two idiots. <laughs> yeah, basically, he's like, Chapek is 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 more IP focused than even Iger was, which is hard for me to believe. But um, he's also a, a budget guy. He's a money guy. Even though he's been in the parks for 27 years, he's he's a money guy. But that's sort of everybody is at the at that level. CEO of a major corporation, you are a money guy at the heart of it, and that's what you're trading a public stock. And you need to be beholden to the stockholder, right? I talked to my other buddy in I don't know if I should say uh, doesn't matter. Um, in a let's put it this way, a very creative arm of a company about what people are saying, and he goes, "Look, I work in a place with people who have." a lot of very strong opinions. Nobody cares. Like <laughs> okay. people just like shrugged. Yeah. It's it's not it, it's not going to be as big of a deal as everyone thinks it is. If people are who are who are creating the animatronics and rides and 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 all that kind of stuff don't care because right. they it's not going to impact it's not going to impact you either. It's not going to be that big of a deal. Yeah, he's already been a very senior leader of this company. He's right. part of the senior leadership team. He's been integral into a lot of these decisions for a long time. It isn't going to be a big change. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I don't really care. I did see online, and maybe I should try to post it on our uh, Facebook page, is um, Chapek is selling his house right now. It's like three and a half or $3.7 million home on 20 acres. It's like a over wow. 6,000 square foot house. It's pretty impressive man, <laughs> to see how the other half lives. Um, I read his salary is going to be like 2.8 mil, but his bonus structure, he could stand to make 7 mil off his bonuses. Which is oh, a wow. Yeah, which is a crazy sort of uh, you know, uh corporate structure. It's very weird to me. I would expect the CEO of Disney to make more money salary-wise and less off the bonuses. But what do I know? Anyway, well, if you I want, know, I think... check out our Facebook page. I'll definitely post the links to his house because it's it's sort of interesting that voyeuristic sort of you know thing. He has a um, a hot tub that 
overlooks like a valley and it's just it's like a, an amazing view and it's like this is what uh we're taking a che peak into che <laughs> oh, peck's life <laughs> i can't oh that's just too that's delicious I'm, right there i'm finger gunning and yeah. uh, horse calling at the same time <laughs> anyway that's all i got on che peck i just wanted to talk about it a little bit get it out there and uh you know sort of hopefully alleviate anybody's you know, suicide program. Well, it's been a week and I think people have been waiting for us to weigh in finally. So we did. I think so too. (laughs) I couldn't agree with you more. All right, Jeremy, is that it for you? That's it. I'm done. All right. Well, Hey man, thank you very much for uh, playing along with the uh, ears up in depth, Bob Chapek review. And I'm sure we talked about some other stuff in there. Honestly, I can't really remember. I guess buy Apple stock. If you, if you like that iPhone 11, uh, Right, yeah, you know? that's a good place to take a look. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Or uh, buy an iPhone 11. That's true. If I can get this uh, released in time, um, we're going to be recording live on Thursday um, a little bit of uh, Ears Up Main Show with uh, our buddy Eric. We're going to talk about run Disney stuff. Ooh. So if you've, ever, if you've never done a run Disney event or if you're curious about it or if you have done it, and uh, you know you're on Twitter and you hate it. <laughs> um, tune into the show; it'll be a good time. I can smell the jock already. Yeah, you can. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for tuning in, Jeremy. I appreciate the time. Thank you very much for your analysis, and uh, we'll see everybody later. <laughs>